Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Blanche tells Rose that the stroke Sophia had destroyed the part of her brain that censors what she says. Jenny, is this what happened to you? Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer, born in the wonderful, wonderful year of 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jenny, so today we're looking at Golden Girls. How'd you feel about this? It's so funny. It's just, it's so well written. It's so well acted. Like, I think a lot, of, I don't know how much of that is like written and how much of it is off the cuff. Yeah, I don't know either. Because it's so natural. Like, especially B. Arthur, like you would never... I'm starting... She's just, like, quips right back. But it could just be really good writing, too. So, I was talking to Mom this morning about our Golden Girls memories. And I, I think it was Grandma B, right? We used to watch, like, the Saturday night lineup. It was, like, Golden Girls. For a while, it was Empty Nest when we got older. But um, uh, Solid Gold. Oh, Those yeah. were all the Saturday night shows. Well, when was when was Love Boat and Fantasy Island on? I think they were on Fridays. Was that one where they were on Fridays? I'm not 100% sure, but I think. No, I think you're right. There was like two different lineups. Because we were talking about Golden Girls and Mom goes, I said, I wonder if it was at Graham's house. And Mom goes, Graham would never watch the Golden Girls. Graham Parker? Yeah. Oh, no. And she's 100% right. No. <laughs> she would think, she would be so appalled yeah. by women oh talking about sex. Yep. She, first of all, guys, she would be appalled that someone's in their nightgown on TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like she would go off for an hour about a neighbor who answered their door in their nightgown. Oh my God. For like the male person. No, but didn't they answer their door in their robe? Yeah. Isn't that what the robe is for? Yes. Is to cover the nightgown? Yes. It's like a coat. How did someone whose like middle name is Modesty, how did we come from that lineage? I have no idea. <laughs> There's a whole other side of the family genetics working against that, so... But anyway, um, so when I was talking to Mama about it, I was like, I wonder if the Golden Girls was kind of not instrumental, but had an had an influence over the sense of humor that I've come to appreciate and developed in my adult life. I don't know, Am. Only you can answer that because question. Because the way B. Arthur just quips 
Well, it's, I mean, there's she's so brilliant. many brilliant things, and we'll get into it. But there's so many brilliant things there. There's her, but then like how Betty White plays Rose, yep. and the subtleties in that character are—it's brilliant. Yeah, and she originally, I want to say, was up for the role of Blanche because that's the because that's who she more is. That's who she like, played yeah. on. What was the show she was on? The Big Show. Mary Tyler Moore. Yes, she played yeah. kind of a vixen. Yeah, on that show. And yep. I don't know. Yeah, that, and that's who she's more like in real in life. Real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, who's your favorite Golden Girl like character? I mean, Sophia's so good too. Timmy loves Sophia. Estelle Getty is amazing. Yeah. Yep. My favorite has always been, will always be Blanche Devereaux. I don't know. My favorite might be Dorothy. I get that. I get a Dorothy vibe from you. <laughs> I just love the stuff mm-hmm. she says to Rose. It's hilarious. I love um, Blanche Devereaux so much. My best friend buys me tons of Blanche Devereaux stuff. <laughs> I have a magnet with her on it that says, my beauty has always been my curse. <laughs> <laughs> but All right. I, I just forgot how good this show was. Like, it's just really, really good. It's so good. And right now, um, you guys will be hearing this in February, but right now, like, while Omicron is kind of sweeping through and we're in the middle of that wave, it was just so nice to sit down and laugh for an yeah. hour with these guys. It was really, really And not great. laugh at it like we do at Little House, but like <laughs> <laughs> laugh because you're supposed to laugh. Right. Absolutely. Um, Jenny, do you want to get the ages out of the way? Not inappropriate humor like we had with the blind school. <laughs> <laughs> like I laughed a lot at that episode mm-hmm. inappropriately. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Do you want to get the ages out of the way? Um, I have them. I don't have I have I, them. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so who do you think is the youngest? I think Blanche is the youngest. Blanche is the youngest. Yeah. So Rue McClanahan was 51 when mm-hmm. this premiered. Um, Estelle Getty, next youngest. Yeah, because she wasn't... Yeah, 62. Yeah, she wasn't old. They, they, they made her up in what I now realize is a horribly bad, obvious wig. Horrible. But they yeah. only used that for the first... For the pilot. Okay. Then it got okay. better. B. Arthur and Betty White are, are similar ages. They're both 63. Yep. And you know what's interesting is Rue McClanahan, B. Arthur, and Estelle Getty all died in 2007, 2008, no, 2008, 2009, 2010. Wow. And then our our beloved Betty White, R.I.P. Which is year. crazy because we picked the Golden Girls and did that whole poll and everything before she died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I mean, 99, what a shock to everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't think it was a shock, but <laughs> it was a shock that it was on the last day of the year. I know. To me, that was the thing that was, like, kind of crazy. I know. Um, all right, so should we start? Can I just say, like, I'm almost 51, and Blanche <laughs> is 51. Um, I will tell you, your ears must have been ringing last night, because Timmy and I were talking extensively about that. I'm like, she's only, like, four years older than Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. But also, like, like uh, Dorothy's only 63. Yes. She's had that haircut, though, since she's, like, 40. Yes, when she was on like Maude. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This, you know, when you see the pilot, you realize, you appreciate how groundbreaking this show was. Oh, yeah. I mean, here were a bunch of, quote, unquote, elderly women. They were not elderly. Yep. But that's how, you know. Well, Sophia would have. That's how they were been. supposed to be viewed. She was supposed to, she's supposed to be 80. They were still active sexually, physically. They all had jobs. They talked about things that really mattered, like 
Um, there's quite a few episodes about, you know, with health issues, there's social mm-hmm. issues, but they're talking about dating. They're talking about, um, like, and we'll get into it, but Rose and Dorothy are talking about financial restraints and restrictions. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just so groundbreaking. Well, but that's where, and I'll get into this on an index card later, but that's where Dorothy came, like, oh, what's her name? B. Arthur mm-hmm. came from. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she was on All in the Family. Yes. And was a controversial character on there, like, talking about all these, like, social issues and stuff. She was, like, the the foil to... Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker. Mm-hmm. And then they, they loved her so much, they immediately gave her... She, her name was Maud, and mm-hmm. they, they spun Maud off immediately. I really... So she was always kind of that character. I think I'd pay money to watch you watch them All in the Family. Okay. Wow, man, that had to damage some of our society in a big way. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, we didn't really watch we that. We didn't watch it, no. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. Today we're watching Golden Girls Season 1, Episode 1, The Engagement. Now, um, we are going to do two episodes, but first we're going to tackle Episode 1, The Engagement. Jenny, do you have a description? Blanche's latest boyfriend, Harry, proposes marriage to her and gets Rose to worry about where she's going to live considering Blanche owns the house that they all live in. Meanwhile, Dorothy's mother, mother's retirement home, Shady Pines, burns down, <laughs> prompting Sophia to move into their house. <laughs> I love that it's called Shady Pines. I know, I do too. And the whole thing with her throughout the entire series, Shady Pines, Ma! And she always, like, stops dead. All right, so this is written by Susan Harris. I don't know if it's created by Susan Harris. I think it is. Okay. So we open on Dorothy. She's coming home from a day of teaching in the Miami-Dade public school system, and she's pitching to Coco, their gay housekeeper, who we never see again. We never see him again. I forgot about him. They did um, an audience test, and they felt that he detracted from what was going on with the women. Like, it was too much going on in the kitchen, literally. Okay. So she says two of the kids had shaved heads and one of the girls had green hair and she told them to go home because they were too ugly to look at. You could never do that now. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Could you imagine? Mm -hmm. And this house, like the house, I forgot about the house. It is the, I mean, it's perfectly Miami, but it is like the quintessential like 80s Miami. Like there's big palm leaf Mm -hmm. motifs all over everything. It's so tacky. Do you notice in the pilot, the lanai, in the pilot, the lanai is in a different location. It's like in the back when it comes off to the left. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Rose comes in and she's had a depressing day at the grief counseling office. (laughs) Now Blanche comes in with Dorothy's mink stole. Wearing a mink. Wearing a mink. And she asks to borrow it, and then she needs cucumbers for her eyes, and Dorothy's like, you'll have a hard time seeing Blanche. Blanche is like, it ruins, or it reduces puffiness. And Rose says, can we use it for thighs? This is another theme. They're always talking about weight. Always. Always. That was an 80s thing, though. But then Dorothy, or uh, Blanche goes, I don't know. I don't need it. And like Rose goes to get up and like go after her. I know. And Dorothy <laughs> B. Arthur is the heart of everything. Yeah. Like her not only is she fantastic with her dialogue, but her physical comedy is yeah. really great. I have an index card. <sighs> so I did these I mean, these actresses are amazing. 
people and I just want to do like a little dive on each of them, but I'm going to do them one at a time because there's just so much there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do B. Arthur first. Okay. Because she's my favorite golden girl. She B. Arthur was born in May, on May 13th, 1922 in Brooklyn. She was born Bernice Frankel, the middle sister of three sisters. Oh, she's a middle. Yeah. Hmm. She enlisted in World War II as one of the first members of the U.S. Marine Corps Women's Reserve in 1943 and served as a typist at, machine, at Marine Headquarters in D.C. Go B. Arthur! She then transferred to North Carolina and worked as a truck driver and dispatcher. Wow! <laughs> she was honorably discharged at the rank of sergeant in September of 1945. While she, she, then... while she was a truck driver, did she co-star in Pee Wee's Big Adventure as Large March? Yes. Okay. She then studied to be a lab technician, but decided that it wasn't the right fit for her and left to go to New York City and study drama. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> like, just like that. And she enrolled in the new school for drama in 1947. Wow. Like, that was a bold time to do something like that. Can you imagine New York in the 40s and 50s? So she's 25 and she moves there. Oh, well, actually, probably wasn't too... It got worse and then it got better again. It must have been amazing. Like, in the 30s, 40s. She married fellow Marine Robert Allen Arthur the same year. They divorced three years later, but she kept his name. She had a career on Broadway through the 50s and 60s, so she was a stage actor. Mm. Okay, that's where her physical comedy comes from. She didn't get into television until 1971. Wow. So she was like 50. Okay. She starred in All in the Family as Maud Findlay, the cousin of Edith Bunker. The execs loved her outspoken liberal feminist character so much they quickly gave her her own series in 1972. So, yeah, she's 50 years old when she's, doing, like, starting on television. That's yeah, crazy. and she went right to Archie, like, right to All in the Family? That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yep. Okay. She did remarry in 1950 and adopted two sons. She married director Jean Sachs. She was a champion for women's rights, an advocate for the elderly and the Jewish community, and the LGBTQ plus community, and she's considered a longtime gay icon. I could see that. <laughs> she has uh, a Tony Award and two Emmys. She won an Emmy for Maude and for the Golden Girls, uh, lead actress. Her Tony's for Mame. That was like a, the biggest show she was in on Broadway. Mm-hmm. She died in 2009 of lung cancer at age 86. Lung cancer? Was she a smoker? I don't know. I'm, it wasn't everyone. Yeah, yeah. If she wasn't a smoker... She was in 95 billing, buildings with people blowing smoke in her yeah, face 24-7. Right, yeah. right. Yep. Um, wow. She's, she's had a pretty good career. I really love yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Blanche is going out with Harry. And he has all of his own teeth and hair. And Rose and Dorothy are sitting at the table discussing this. And Dorothy says, guys, when I'm recapping this, it's going to be a lot of Dorothy says, Blanche says, Rose says, because the dialogue is where the meat is. I mean, it's so good. Dorothy says, boy, this is something about dating in Miami. All men under 80 are cocaine smugglers. (laughs) Um, Dorothy. So now Dorothy says... She can't. Rose says something like, "Oh, I wish I was twenty again." Dorothy's like, "I wish I was forty again." And mm-hmm. then she starts talking about when she was in the teachers' lounge at school, and she was chatting with some twenty-year-olds. Now, this is what this show does so brilliantly. Mm-hmm. She like gives this real poignant speech. Like yeah, she's talking. Like it didn't. I didn't notice the difference in our ages. We were just a bunch of people hanging yeah, out. She's like, felt I really felt good. young again. She's like, then I get in my car and I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I almost passed out. There was this old lady staring back at me. <laughs> Silence. And Rose goes, 
who was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it's just the timing, the delivery. Yep. And like Betty White does that, like you could tell like the woods burn in there for a second. <laughs> She's like confused. Yep. She just plays that so, so like, it's well. Just so good. And so Dorothy's good. like, it was me, Rose. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> so then Blanche comes back in and they question her about Harry. And Blanche is like, he's just so wonderful. He's. I love the way Blanche talks, like her vocabulary. She's so like the Southern Belle. Mm-hmm. Um, remember her father? She called him Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah. So he's very gallant, she says. Mm-hmm. He's a perfect gentleman, a great dancer. And he doesn't make noises when he chews. And Blanche says, he's still interested. <laughs> and Rose is like, in what? <laughs> and Dorothy goes, if you have to ask Rose, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> But Harry, if Harry's a silent chewer, I'm in. I'm in. I love that. I love a silent chewer. Do you remember how mad Dad used to get when we'd chew with our mouths open? Well, do you know that they've determined that that's a thing? That's a, like a, there is a certain thing in your mind that triggers you. Some people have it. It's like, I don't want to say it's a disease, but it's a condition that like, I'll find it. I'll that, find wait, it. It's wait, wait, that you chew with your mouth open or that no, it angers you? That it angers you. That oh. it like makes you like oddly angry for no reason. <laughs> and I have it too. Are these people who are studying this, do they also study people who drive too slow, people who don't use blinkers, <laughs> children in general, um, yeah. anything like that? Okay. No, but it's some kind of weird condition that make like specifically chewing makes you insane dad used to get so mad at us i'm telling you he has it too probably did you see dad join patreon oh we didn't talk about that (sighs) i saw that that was my morning yesterday i was like what (laughs) do i need to go back and scrub some of the old (laughs) (laughs) those be a bunch of things beeped out (laughs) all right so blanche says that harry proposed and he wants an answer tonight and they're freaking out, Dorothy and Rose. They're like, what? You've only known him for a week. What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. So Blanche just kind of leaves the room. Like she makes she her goes, she, she says that she has to put her face on. She has to go put her face on. <laughs> so Rose is kind of freaking out. She's saying to Dorothy, like, and this is, you know, them setting up, telling us the, the backstory of what's happening here. Because mm-hmm. Rose is like, what if she marries him? This house is hers. What will happen to us? You know, they're going on and on. And Dorothy's like, don't worry, honey. Like, we'll find a place to live. It's fine. You know, whatever. And there is something in Gen X. Jenny, you probably don't feel this at all. That, you know, girlfriends tend to want to live out their years in Miami like the Golden Girls. Like, it's a whole thing with me and my best friend that we're going to buy a house. We're going to have a lanai. <laughs> we're going to live on our Golden oh, Girls dream. no, 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 no. We're doing that except I'm going to be with, like, eight gay men. Okay. All right. Yeah. But you're doing it. And like two And friends, it might not be girlfriends. in Miami. It definitely won't be yes. in Miami. Yeah. Yes. No offense, Florida, but no. <laughs> so Blanche is in her boudoir, and Dorothy and Rose follow her in, and she's putting on her makeup, and Dorothy says, you have more colors here than Benjamin Moore. <laughs> they ask what she's going to do, and Blanche says, she'll know it when it comes out of her mouth. And Dorothy what the hell, says, Blanche? Dorothy's like, this is a belch. It isn't a belch, it's a marriage. (laughs) 
Rose tells her not to rush, and Blanche says, I wonder what my husband George would think of me and Harry if he were alive. And Dorothy's like, no, she goes, I wonder what my husband George would think of me and Harry. And Blanche, and Dorothy's like, uh, if he were alive, I don't think he'd like it. <laughs> well, and all I can, I cannot, the bedroom's tough to look at. There is the a lot of tough. palm leaves going on in there. Yep, the bedspread. And like, and like the really odd scale like giant palm leaves everywhere (laughs) like you feel like a lilliputian or something Mm -hmm. it's really weird Mm -hmm. now the doorbell rings and it's sophia (laughs) and she says her nursing home burned down where she lived shady pines (laughs) dorothy's like you should have called me and sophia's like i'm independent i don't need you but i need 67 dollars for the cab (laughs) now we do get a little bit of racism from Sophia. A little bit. And she's... She's an 80-year-old Italian, a Sicilian woman in 1980. Yeah. yeah. Well, first there's this little line where Rose says, Sit down, Sophia. You must be exhausted. And Sophia goes, Why? I rode in the cab. I didn't push it. <laughs> <laughs> so Blanche comes out to say hello. And Sophia says she looks like a prostitute. <laughs> Sophia goes in the kitchen. And while she's gone, Blanche tells Rose that the stroke Sophia had destroyed the part of her brain that censors what she says jenny is this what happened to you no okay i don't know maybe but she i didn't know that that was a thing i don't think it is a thing i think i was disappointed no i don't think that is a thing so you think dorothy's just making that? yes yes or maybe sophia's saying that it's not a real thing i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
So Dorothy comes back in and says, the cab driver said you promised him a $67 tip, ma. And Sophia's like, I said 6 or $7. Why don't these people learn English? I oh, have yeah, less trouble bad. getting around Ecuador. Ecuador. It, it's bad. It's bad, guys. It's bad. Oh, well, and then she call, She also calls the their cook a fancy man. Yes, she does. Which is also bad. Yes, she does. But then she tells the story of the fire, which is hilarious. <laughs> How they're oh, blaring I don't have off that. The alar- they're blaring off the alarms, <laughs> and she's like, "No one can move fast." So, like, why would they blare off these alarms? It just gives every like it gives everybody a heart attack on these hearts that beat like once a week. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "The alarms are going off. No one can move fast." It's pretty good. It was funny. So now the doorbell rings, and it's Harry, and he's much older than Blanche. Is he? I can't. He even looks tell. it. I don't know. So she leaves, and the minute they leave, Sophia's like, that man is a scuzzball. (laughs) (laughs) Now we have this little scene where Rose and Dorothy talk about how they they answered an advertisement that they saw in the grocery store to share Blanche's house. So I'm thinking, I don't know when George died, but I'm thinking it was like relatively recent. Yeah. No, I think they say it's like 10 years. Oh, yeah. You know what? Who... Later, do they say something about, was it Rose's husband then that died when she was young, when the kids were young? Because she talks about that. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, so for some reason, Blanche just suddenly needed roommates. <laughs> so Dorothy and Rose are here. They answered the ad. So they're talking about it. And Rose says they're so happy here. Then Rose says, it's not fair. Like we get married. We have kids. The kids grow up. The husband dies. Is this some kind of test? All we go through and we're left alone. And I thought that was really mm-hmm. touching in a weird way. Like they're talking <laughs> about things that we don't talk about out loud even now. Do you know what I have written? Oh, God. Sounds wonderful. This goes on too long. <laughs> Jenny. I was really into this. No, it was it, it was good, but I felt like I'll get into it later. Okay. But like I feel like they dwell on it. Okay. In in the wrong way. I think it's good that they bring this stuff up and talk about it. But sometimes I think they slant it the wrong of direction. Of course they do. Because it's the 80s. It's Reagan's second yeah. term. Yep. All right. So they're out on the lanai now waiting for Blanche to get home. Rose is like, I know it's going to be a yes. Blanche can't be without a man. She just can't be without a man. She even made a date at George's funeral. And then she's doing this weird, like, shaking her hip. Yeah, and going, she can't be without a man. You know what I mean, Dorothy? You know what I mean? <laughs> Dorothy's like, whatever. And then Rose starts talking about how much she misses Charlie. Then Blanche comes home. She walks in. They all rush into the living room. Blanche starts to tell the story real long and slow. Like, I went out to eat. This is what I did. <laughs> I had and rock shrimp or something. Yeah. Dorothy's rock just crab. like, tell me, tell me. And then Rose goes on some tangent about oysters, which is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> She's like, they start to move real slow. You got to watch real carefully. And like, that's some of the stuff that I feel like that was. Did they write that or did did Betty White just I don't know. I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting to look up a script and see how different it is. So Blanche says her answer was yes. She's going to marry Harry next week. And Rose and Dorothy are freaking out. Like, where are we going to live? And Blanche is like, you could stay right here with me until you find a place. Okay. So now Rose and Dorothy are talking about Stanley Zornak. Dorothy's ex. Dorothy's ex. 
Dorothy says he left her 38 years after they got married for a stewardess. And then she goes, it was her first flight and they were going to Hawaii and they told the crew to give every passenger a lay and she got confused. He got lucky and now they live on Maui. He's well, a, and she said, she talks about her wedding and it, it was a shotgun wedding. What does Rose call it? A, a blowgun blow wedding. And she said, maybe if you live in the rainforest, right? Or something like that. <laughs> but in, Bro- in Queens, she goes, it's called the shotgun wedding. So she calls Stan. A, she's like, he's a 75 or 65 year old man with gout learning to windsurf. <laughs> <laughs> then there's this weird conversation. The pacing felt weird here about getting up in the middle of the night to pee. Yeah. Like, way too long. Yeah. I mean, it just it helped us get to a joke about Sophia pee on the bed, basically. But that was it. Well, and I think it it plays into the stereotype that elderly people just sit around and talk about peeing. I don't know. Well, don't forget, though. There's, like, probably 20, 25 years difference between Sophia and them. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're talking about peeing. And, you know, part of me can relate to this. I get up to pee probably 10 times a night. You so. have a ridiculously small bladder. I really do. Every time we go out in public, gotta find the oh public God. bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know what, what's a real test for me? Like spending the day in New York City. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the day of the wedding, Rose says there's something. So Dorothy is in her room, and Rose comes in. She's like, "Look, there's something about this Harry I don't trust. Something's off." I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's my responsibility to tell Blanche. And Dorothy's like, you cannot tell no, Blanche. No, it's 12 minutes till the wedding. 12 minutes. Now Blanche comes in and Rose is trying to tell her. And that, like, and Dorothy's stopping her and it's, like, really funny. The whole thing is pretty funny. My favorite part is when Rose comes over and Dorothy... Dorothy throws something? Yes, Dorothy's standing there by Blanche, and Rose comes over, and Dorothy picks something off of Blanche's dresser and throws it across the room. She goes, Rose, go pick that up. (laughs) And Rose does it. That's the funniest Mm -hmm. part. Then at one point, she has her in a headlock. (laughs) And guys, if you've ever seen the opening credits, a lot of the opening credits are taken from this episode, like where Dorothy has Rose in a headlock with her hand over her mouth. That's from this episode. So finally, she just throws her in a closet and locks it, and Coco comes in and lets her out. So out in the living room, they're waiting for Harry, and he's a half an hour late. Uh-oh, bad sign. And then we have to suspend our disbelief because the doorbell rings and a cop shows up to deliver a letter from this Harry. This would not have, like, what? I don't, okay. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Harry's been arrested, Jen, because he's a bigamist. Oh my god. I did not see that coming. I thought it was like some kind of white collar crime or like, you know, like embezzlement well, or something. And here's my thing. Like, did they pull him over? I don't know. Like, <laughs> did he when he signed the marriage license, did they arrest him? Like, what? <laughs> they pulled him over and he's like, "I'm going on my wedding." And they ran a background check like, "You're married. We're arresting you for bigotry." <laughs> It was crazy. It made no sense. It made no sense, but that's okay. Like, it just did what it had to do. So, he has six wives in four states. And the cop says, you got yourself mixed up with a real hustler, lady. And then, Dorothy reads Harry's note to Blanche. And it's basically like, I'm sorry. This time was different. I really did like you. And Blanche is stunned. And she says, I feel like an old fool, Dorothy. An old fool. 
That's it yeah. for her. Okay. The next day, the girls are just chilling on the lanai, and Dorothy walks over and puts a mirror under Sophia's nose. <laughs> that was so good. Rose says, <laughs> Blanche is still in her room. It's been three weeks. She hasn't gone to work. So, so do they... Because they're all still working, so they're all mm-hmm. right... But Dorothy's, like, got to be right before retirement, right? Yeah. Is, do they... I don't remember this. Do they play Blanche off as, like, in her 50s? Or are they thinking... Are we supposed to think they're all the same age? No, they're all the same age. But they're not actually... They're supposed, supposed to, to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, so, Blanche is... Or, Rose is like, the museum's going to fire her. And Dorothy says... <laughs> Dorothy does this thing, like... Um, the Italians, you know, we hire a goat, we sing some songs, like she's going on about the different grief processes. And she's like, it's the Southern Protestants who make a way, make grief a way of life. She goes, yeah. <laughs> suddenly, yeah, I don't know what dressing up a donkey was about. <laughs> suddenly Blanche reemerges and she says she wanted to die. But this morning she was in the shower and she heard humming and she thought somebody was in there with her. And then she said she realized it was herself and that she's feeling better. And she says, you girls made the difference. And then they all decide to go up to Coconut Grove for lunch. But Sophia can't go because she and the fancy man are going to the dog track. (laughs) And Blanche goes, your mother bets? And Dorothy said, no, Blanche, she rides. She's a dog jockey. Come on, let's go. (laughs) And that's it. End of episode. So what'd you think? I mean, I thought it was great. I thought it was good, but it gets so much better. Yeah. But even the pilot was so good. Mm -hmm. All right, Jenny. So we decided we're going to do best line instead of whose fault is it, correct? Best one-liner. Best Best Mm one-liner. So what's your your best one-liner here? (laughs) Mine is Rose, go pick that up. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. It's funny because I have best one-liner. It's not really a line, but the scene where Dorothy picks something up and throws it across the room and tells (laughs) Rose to pick it up. It's just so funny. (laughs) All right. It would be interesting to get the script and see how much of it is, like... You know what I mean? Like, how much of it is, the, is it the actresses and how much is it? Yeah, how much are they improving? All right, Jenny. So, um, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, something we took from the original. We talk about how it manifests itself in our lives or in our psyche or, you know, what we think about it now. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode? So I have, this is why we thought being alone was the most horrifying thing that could happen to you. I guess. I know. I Like this I get message that. in this, especially in the show, but this was all over the place. It was like, whatever you do, don't end up alone. Right. But, but I'm going to push back slightly here. Usually the answer to that for women is to find a man. Right. Whereas here these not. women I have agree. found each other. Yep. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think they handle... The response to that better but they're still very focused on this this is the thing that happened to us and how unfair it is and like like i mean this happens to women because women outlive men mm-hmm. so i mean what's the alternative we all die first like right you know what i mean right so like if you're talking about traditional heterosexual partnerships is it but i think i think the thing that instilled in me negatively was and and lots of shows do this is being alone is the worst thing. Therefore, being in a relationship that's not great is better. Yeah. This show yeah. doesn't do that. No. This show they doesn't. Don't do that. Yeah. But they're also not like, 
in an age where they're getting into like new relationships or they're getting married and having children. Like, you know what I mean? It's not that like they can, they can be a little more lax about their relationships and, and you know, like they're not, they're not getting married and having kids and like doing the long haul thing at this point in time. I just think it really resonated with me in a different way, especially my girlfriend and I talk about this a lot because our kids are getting older and we're approaching that age where our kids are going to be leaving the nest soon. I have, I have a lot longer than she does. But, you know, we're kind of talking about that. And it's like, this is a real thing. Like, you do go from a full heart and house to not much. You know what I mean? Like, but it doesn't have to be bad. It's just going to be different. And right. you just have to build that in a different way. But it's hard. It's really hard to make that transition. Um, Jenny, I have, <laughs> this is why you don't put a man before your true friends. No. Mm-mm. You don't. Uh, she could have, Blanche could have married Harry, 100%, but she should have made sure that her girlfriends were taken care of first. She should have moved out of the house. And, like, and rented Harry it to was loaded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So don't disrupt their life. You move out, you get a new place with Harry. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I felt like she probably, they're not probably as established in their relationship yet that she would think of that, but. That's true. That's true. Because they're, they're fairly new friends. Right. At this point. But don't do it, girls. Don't do it. All right, guys. So if you're listening on the main feed, we're going to end our episode now. But if you're on Patreon, we're going to go into episode two. So if you're on the main feed and you want to join Patreon for bonus content, like more episodes of the Golden Girls and other blockbusters. And other stuff that we're doing. You have access to like, I think, 30 episodes that are already up. Um, just jump over to GenXThisIsWhy.com and the link is right there to sign up. So thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate your support. And again, for extra content, jump over to GenXThisIsWhy.com or look in the show notes and sign up for our Patreon. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.